Kia ora e te Welcome back to Back to Kura Podcast, episode 8. We know it's been maybe a couple of weeks since we've done our last podcast, but we're so happy to be here with you and we've got so much to talk about, so much the korero about, so much whakaro. Um, we've been busy, haven't we, Ashley? Yeah, I just wanted to jump in on the... Oh, you know, I, I know we haven't done a podcast in a while. I don't want to be those guys. <laughs> That's like, oh, yeah, two weeks they do a podcast, then three weeks it's off, then the one week it's on, then two weeks off. Yeah, I don't have my phone. We've had it out of enough. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, we did have two weeks of holidays, so yeah. that's why we kind of um, didn't record a podcast because, you know, this journey is, is quite a lot of work, so we needed that holiday. Yeah, we had a holiday. Um, we also had our whakapuaki, which was the oral presentation before the holiday, which took up a lot of our time. And mahi as well. You know, lots of mahi going on. Right. But te pai. You know, we're so happy to be here and lots to, like, you know, talk about. Uh, but Ashley, kei te pihi a koe. Oh, yeah. Ia koe. What have you been up to? Kei te pai. Uh, just had the two weeks off. Um, and in one of those weeks, I did a bit of mahi for NZ Herald. So pretty much set up a video series uh, aimed at promoting and showcasing the talents and skills of our Māori people in business. So shout up to Te Tai Tukero and interviewed six businesses up there. Uh, Mai Taiao, Kaiora Hani, um... Oh, Common Grounds Fitness, North Drill, Matakohe, and oh, Kete Wari Wari Oi Te, te Mutunga. Um, but <laughs> but a, lot, a lot of businesses. Lot, yeah, lots of businesses. And um, it was really cool because I kind of felt like it was really aligning with where I'm at in my life at the moment, um, just in terms of the real journey and uh, where I want to or how I want to weave my mahi and what I do into this journey and into my sort of, uh, into te ao Māori. Um, and it was just awesome to be surrounded by Māori that, uh, in, in my opinion, are raising the bar of the perception of what success is for Māori. And there was a lot of kōrero around that, just around, you know, Māori being successful if they get a job or successful if they buy a house. Mm. And those two in their own rights are fantastic. Like, that is amazing if you can do that. But... With myself, my whakaro and their whakaro as well, we believe that Māori can be so much more than that. Mm. And I think something that stuck with me along the journey, and a few of them said this in, in terms of the perception of Māori, is that where does that perception come from? And a lot of them said the media. So from that and from the journey up there and kind of doing that mahi in media, I thought, oh, okay, well, cool. Now that you've said that, it's kind of given me a – a pathway and a reason as to why I'm creating what I'm creating and it's to change that perception or help to change the perception that Māori can be more and can be better. So yeah, it was a really fruitful and awesome trip away. Heaps of on Māori too, uh, which was just the icing on the cake. So yeah, it was. I was just really grateful to hang out with, with awesome Māori people up in Te Taitokero. He pātai, Taku. I've got a question. Uh, what was it like for you? Because we've been uh, doing this real journey now for 10 weeks and you can call it all Māori. What was it like for you to go up to Te Taitukura where you met a lot of um, tangata Māori and, and speaking real? Like, what was that like for you? Really special. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll know that at the start of the year I couldn't speak Māori. 
now I'd stumble through my pepeha. So to be able to be in a position where I can call it all with people up into Taitokiro, that was really special for me. And what I noticed about the Kōrero Māori and Kōrero Māori to people was that once you started Kōreroing Māori or like speaking in Māori to each other, there was, it was like another layer of a connection. Mm. Yeah? I remember going to Nafa Springs and there was a couple of kuya there and I didn't know them, didn't know them, just sat down and said, oh, hello, how are you guys going? Oh, yeah, good, good, good. Then I dropped a few Kōrero Māori like kupu, I, I, oh yeah, pehia, pehia. And then they started kōrero Māori and next minute at the end of our conversation, it was kōrero Māori anake. Mm. And just to be in that situation was really special for me because uh, we talk about it a lot at Kura about sitting near your aunties or your kuya and just listening. So for me, that was a perfect example and a perfect opportunity for me to do that because I haven't had that in my life in, in, like in, in the past. So yeah, it was... It was real cool. It was it was meaningful, and I'm just grateful that I could be in a position to call it all with them, which was mean. I feel like like being able to speak to your Maori with other Maori like unlocks hearts and like connects you even more to that person. So like that's such a cool example. Yeah, and I think what I also picked up was that we're somewhat um, skewed in our perception of Maori because we live in Auckland. So what we think of a Maori is sort of an urban Māori. So um, once you get outside of Auckland, man, there's so many people that can call it on Māori. And it's all, I almost felt like they were not expecting it, but they were like, are you are you going to call it on Māori? Just waiting, like just <laughs> sussing you out. And then I started, and then the, you know, the two kuya started called it and then this other lady from down the end of the pools came over, started called it and it was just like a, a mean way to connect. And yeah, it was awesome. And that was just one scenario. There was obviously these people in business, a lot of them could call it on Māori. So I had a, a lot of chances to use my deal, which was awesome because it was mahi, but at the same time it was almost like it wasn't mahi because I was doing a kopapa that I'm passionate about and I was also getting to use and practice my deal. So, yeah, it was an awesome trip. Uh, oh, oh, there's Papa Tafs. <laughs> oh, making a special announcement. I. But I think it's cool how – you know, like you're hiding in like your journey of um, learning to the morning, being here at Takiota is interwoven into the mahi that you're doing. Because if you think about the person that maybe you were last year, would you have been able to do that same kaupapa in the same way, you know, the same kind of mahi? Or is, you know, being here has, has changed you? I mean, I, I can see that, but like, what do you think? Like, we're here, aha, tau whakaro. Great pānui. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know what, it would have been like if I didn't do this journey this year. It definitely would have been different. You know what I mean? And I was able to connect on a different level because of the, the real journey. Like mo- like all of them pretty much knew Takiura. One of the people that I interviewed is going to Takiura next year. So it was all just like easily woven into our corridor and it made everything just so much more seamless. But I think the biggest thing for me was I think I felt like I realized that I was, I'm meant to be where I'm meant to be at this moment in time. And I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing this year. And that um, sort of dripped out into my mahi that I'm doing outside of Kura as well. Um, so yeah, I definitely think things are changing. And, and I actually had this whakaro on the holidays because when I was going back to mahi or I was going into these different um, settings, 
it, it's hard for me to explain to people that know Ashley last year or that know Ashley or that I'm close to that my facado and my heart is changing. Mm. And that's a that's a interesting place to be in. It's not something that it's easy to explain because they don't know what we're doing this year. They don't know the impact and the meaning that it's having on our lives. Whereas I guess the people that take you to do and being in this place, you're always surrounded by people that understand that. So there's a little bit more leeway and there's a little bit more chance and understanding and Fakaro around all of that space as opposed to sort of going into these other areas and it's like they know nothing about the impact and the importance of this journey. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely totoko that. Mm. And I also think it's impossible to separate what well, separate what we're doing now with everything, every other aspect of our life. Like it's not like we can come here, oh yeah, we're getting like a narco Māori and we're changing and then we go back to everything. Like, you know, like our, going back to who we were before, like, or, you know, going to mahi and expecting to keep this separate from that when actually like this is all or part of what we're doing here, here at Takuhara, we're, we're taking that with us to every other aspect of our life, if that makes sense. You know, we're going to mahi and we're weaving it into mahi or like, you know, we're going to everywhere else that we're going to, friends and all that, and it's all becoming who we are. Mm. Tell me about your interview with my mate Teeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been busy, so have you. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I've you know, I've been busy doing lots of mahi too, but... Just like a quick fakaro about that is I did interview Teeks and what was cool about that is, you know, I was supposed to interview him about his new album, which is amazing. Like, he's amazing. Beautiful singer. Tane like, Poodle too. Yeah, Tane Poodle too. Full <laughs> 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 fakaro. Every, every girl's fakaro. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so... What was interesting was that we were talking about the music, but all I really like wanted to know was like, oh, like, because he used to be a, a te reo Māori, a kayako. All I wanted to know was, oh, like, what was that like for you teaching the, like, the tauira te reo Māori? Like, do you have any advice for me? And then the whole article that I did actually became more about te reo Māori. And I was like, oh, is that okay? And I asked the editor, is that okay? And she's like, no, yeah, like, tēnō paia, like, paia, and like, that's awesome. So, um, I just think it's interesting or like it's important that we like that we that you know we we really are weaving what we're doing into every other aspect of our life eh? yeah and how does that make you feel when you know the editor had some sort of focado around what that article might be and they hired you for a job but you just were you and you followed your passions and then that ended up being what they went with I feel like there's power in that and yeah. I feel like there's you know, you're weaving and you're creating what you want to create and it's actually a better product. And the people that are hiring you to do the job are like, yeah, te reo Māori, go hard. Speak about te reo. That's true because when you think about it, like any, like there are probably um, like multiple articles about, you know, about his music, but I think it, maybe it was a more personal perspective on te reo Māori and te ranga te ratanga, you know, like the freedom to be able to just – Corridor and it became became a lot more authentic, mm. I guess. I think I love that theme eh, of Tinoranga Tiratanga. That's another something else that I took away from. I've always had it, but that's something else that I took away from Tutai Tokuro as well. Because these business owners, a lot of them are saying, man, excuse my language, but own your shit. Tinoranga Tiratanga, mana motuhake. You know, take control of your of what you do. Own, own your job, own your business, own 
your emotions, your feelings, and that's something that I feel really strongly about too. So the fact that you could have a sense of tinoranga tanga within your craft, within your art, that's cool. Mm, that's cool. And, you know, also um, I'm speaking at the Auckland Writers Festival uh, next week and what's cool about that also is that speaking to, I think, like 1,800 students, you know, like we just did our whakapuakea oral presentation and I'm going to weave in like everything that I've learned in the, t- in the last 10 weeks, but a lot of my whakapuake I'm going to weave in into speaking to these tauri, to these students. And again, like I think that, oh, okay, like a year ago, I wouldn't have that sort of like Māori foundation or those like the, the kaupapa that we're learning here to be able to take to these like rangtahi. And so that's another way in which being here is impacting like who I am, but also being able to impact you know those around us or those who we can maybe have an influence on? Mm. So 1,800 also, students, eh? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, wanga, wanga. wanga. Speaking of the whakapuaki, that was probably one of the big reasons as to why we didn't do um, episode eight last term. <clears throat> Sorry. Because it was a big job. It was our first assignment. It was. So yeah. our whakapuaki is an oral presentation. It's eight minutes, corridor, and we had all these different guidelines of what we needed to speak about. Basically, it's incorporating all the kupuho that we've learnt um, and like all the topics like our um, tinana, like describing who we are and our ahua. Um, we had to talk about a potokumanawa, which is like the foundation of our whanau. Uh, we had to have a whakatoki. We had to sing a waiata at the end. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. it was a lot. And I still remember the first day of Kura when I opened up the uh, the book that we got, the Puka Puka, which is like, you know, like what we're doing this year and saying, oh my gosh, we have to speak for eight minutes in Te Reo, Ma- Te Reo Māori. And on that first day being like, like, no way. Like, I can't even string a sentence together. Like, how's this going to work? And then, you know, next minute, 10, 10, like week 10 came about and we were getting ready to speak it. And I was like scared. How were you feeling, Ashley? Uh, you had I, a lot You had a lot on your plate in week 10. Yeah, I had a big, I had a massive week in week 10. We had the whakapuaki and then I had to do um, the mihi for the whanau hui. And that was, yeah, that that was obvious. That, that was kind of making me a little bit anxious, to be honest. What's a mihi for the whanau hui? Um... It's when Atane stands up and they, I guess the biggest thing for me anyways was, <clears throat> this isn't just the mihi to do in the morning with um, just Ru Makireo, it's, it's in front of the whole kura, in front of all the all the teachers, all the kayako, um, all the tawira of Takira, and um, you're representing Ru Makireo, so you're not just representing your class or your peeps, um, you're, you're representing, I guess, this is what I put on my shoulders anyways, the... My kayako, like how she's how I've learned, and where my reo has progressed to this day, um, rumaki reo as a group. You know, I want to I want to show out for our for rumaki reo. I want to show that you know we're we're doing well, and as a kura as well. So it was a it was a lot of pressure for me. I felt like the whakapuaki, the eight minute speech. If I could do a mihi in front of like all of our kura, I could probably do my whakapuaki because the whakapuaki is yeah, kawaii. You weren't even worried about the whakapuaki. Cool. <laughs> Let's be honest. 
I was a little bit worried, but I was like, oh, cool, I am. Who am I? What do, what do I like to do? You know, do I have two yeah. legs? Yes, I do. Do I have two eyes? We, yes, I do. We practiced the whakapawaki and Ashley, like, made me angry because he just, like, just spoke it from his heart. And I was like, what the heck? How did you, like, how are you doing this? Well, what I've been told is that I think eventually we're all going to get to that space where, yeah, we'll have a bit of a structure of our mihi or whatever we're doing, the whakapuaki, but... Um, we'll eventually get to that stage where we're just speaking from what we want to say mm. and from our heart, from yeah, our narco. Which is what we all want. Aye, yeah. aye. And so that for me was, a, I guess, a challenge for myself to try and do that. And, and I did it. And I, and I mean, A plus, baby, let's go. What a fucker he Nah, nah, nah. I know. And, I, and you know what? Nah, Whilst shot. Doing that, I got an A, so. Oh, shot. <clears throat> We all, we were all around the A's. We were all around the A's. Because we were all just awesome. Right. But that's credit to the Tyler learning, May. the yeah. Tyler May, the I learning know. structure and Takiyure as a kura, man. There's no way that I'd be in that position without being here for 10 weeks. And I, again, I'll always go back to it. I, I'm so excited for everybody that's going to do this journey next year because it's a game changer. Mm, it really is. Sure. Well, let's go back to the whakapoaki because I want to talk about what was hard for me about it. So, like, as I was preparing, and, and it was actually really cool being at Kura around the Whakapuaki time because you're seeing, like, people walking around, like, trying to memorise and, like, you know, like, a bit of stress, a bit of anxiety in the air, but also, like, excitement. It's a big deal for a lot of us. It, it's our first time for many of us that we've stood up to speak uh, Māori. And also one of the rules is that if you look at a paper, if you look at, like, you know, like, words, then you fail, Right, like you, you have to, you have to really speak from your heart, and so for me, one of the hard things for me was being able to remember, like who I am, and I say that because it was actually the first time that I've um, like ever said my pepiha out loud, like full in full, and the reason why, and I was trying to figure out why I haven't said it previously, is because I always felt real fucking mad to say that like a river belongs to me when I've never visited the river or that it's my maunga when I've never even like been to the maunga or that like this is my iwi but I've felt like I've done nothing for my iwi, you know, like except maybe get scholarship money. Like I, I feel like it always felt like to me my peepee heart in previous times where I've had to stand up and say it, uh, it was like foreign words. It didn't mean, like it didn't have a lot of significance. So I would avoid it, like really saying it. Like maybe I'd say my iwi, but I wouldn't say it in full. And so, in like in preparation for the Fakapuaki, I thought about this a lot, and I thought about how I can really um, like say my pepiha and say like my whole Fakapuaki and and mean it, you know, like and mean it with all my heart and just speak from my naka. And what I did is like a week before Fakapuaki, I went to my auntie's house. And I took the photo of my nana off her wall and I borrowed it and I took it back home. And like I just like I, I spoke to my nana as if she was there. My nana has passed away. And I've oh she passed away before I was born. And I just I just spoke to her like really authentically. Like really like honestly, like as if she was just there. And I was just like, okay, like nana, like I like I I don't feel like this, like, I, I, I just need your help. Like, I need your help and to make sure that, 
Like I know that the this is my iwi and I know that this is my maunga and I know this is my river, but like, can you help me to say it with me so that I can feel more connected? And I know that one day I'll go and I'll, I'll visit these places so that I can feel connected, but at this time I need your help. And um, then, you know, when the whakapuaki came and I carried that photo of my nana into the classroom and then to be able to say it, I really felt like, like she was there with me, so sp- speaking it. And, yeah, I mean, it was just, like, it was beautiful. And so... That, that's what really helped me to be able to deliver the whakapuaki is to know that my nana was there with me and that I was like speaking my pepeha with her. Well, they yeah. say that when you stand up and you speak, you are a representative of not just yourself, but all of your whanau, all of your ancestors, your tupuna, your iwi, you know, everything that comes before you, that has come before you. So kind of makes sense that <clears throat> you tapped into your nana's energy and, you know, and the people before you. Because you are representative of them, whether you like that or not. And that is your maunga, and you are representing your maunga, you're representing your awa, you're representing your iwi, every time. Do you know what I mean? So, mean. <laughs> and I think that you did an awesome job. And what I what I liked about your whakapuaki was, um, I think kōwaiō, at a surface level, you think, oh, yeah, who am I? Yeah, sweet as, I'm Astley. I do work. I do this and I like playing sports and whatever, whatever. But if you actually dig a little bit deeper into Kowayo, um, it's quite beautiful to see for other people. Because what I didn't do in mine was I didn't like talk about flavor or all of these things that I've got going on. But I really enjoyed your one where um, you brought out the Porangi boy and you showed us sort of Texas interview. And it was kind of a great insight into the things that you're doing and who you are mm-hmm. as a person. So. I really enjoyed that about your whakapuaki. Oh, thank you. I think like what um, I learned from you when we were practicing is how you did speak from your heart. You know, like when we were just practicing and I had my like notes and I kept looking down and I was like, man, like the point of the whakapuaki isn't to memorize the words or the reringa, but it's to be able to know how to speak from our nako and te reo Māori and express ourselves from our heart because that's the point of it all, isn't it? Like when we get up at a marae, we get up anywhere like Māori, like tangata Māori, we, we know how to speak from our heart, but to be able to express that in our language and our tūpuna language and, you know, our, our language is the desire for all of us. And so that's what I really tried to do in the whakapuaki is to be able, okay, I be like Astley and speak. <laughs> And I feel like I was able to do it, even though, like, the words, like, probably the sentences and the words were wrong. Like, at least, like, I know it was coming from the heart and not just the words that I remembered on a sheet of paper, you know? Aye, aye. How cool was it to see every single person in our class stand up and give an eight-minute kōrero in Te Reo Māori? Like, I was so proud of everyone, and I was so... Um, just blown away by the progress that everyone's made i mean everybody's progress is different and when i did my mahi one of my um one of my points that i made out is is kawaii aro um kawaii aro kite kite hiding a itereo maori um or ia tangata oh, i can't remember aroha mai um, I'm, my brain's fried it's early in the morning but pretty much what i was saying is don't focus on other people's journey into the maori focus on your own because we're all different. We all started at a different place. We all came in with different levels of real and different competency. So um, I was just so proud of everybody getting up and doing the eight-minute quarter or Māori. It was beautiful. Mm. And everyone got through it. Yeah. 
It was kind of emotional too. I always say that, but it was emotional because like, yeah, seeing how far we have all come and for some of us it's like, like you know, like I said, one of the most hardest things we've ever done is to get up and speak, getting over that whakamaa, confronting the tanifa, whatever tanifa that you're going through, personal tanifa, anxiety, whakamaa, you know, whatever. And to get up there, it's not an easy thing to do, you know, and to the supported on Māori for eight minutes, but seeing each of our toira, each of our um, classmates do it, it was so beautiful, eh? Yeah, and we've got another one coming in th- four weeks, and that's about our marae, which is our next whakapuaki, and that's 10 minutes. So we finished that one, and then pretty much straight away, they were like, okay, cool, you guys done that one? Congratulations, pay yourself on the back. Here's your next one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pretty much they gave us 15 questions about our marae and um, our job in the holidays and leading up to this whakapuaki is to go back and connect with your marae. And I think that is a, like looking at that on a deeper level, that's such an awesome whakapuaki and an awesome assignment because that's all part of this journey. It's not just the real, it's about connecting to your mm. to your whenua, to your marae, to the ahika down there, to speaking to your whanau, to the people that are keeping those fires burning back home. Mm. And I think it's the perfect time and the and the perfect next whakapuaki for us because I know personally, I've only been to my marae up in Te Tai Tokido. I've got two, twice. So, and I've never been to my marae in Tainui. So... For me, that's a big sort of step in the right direction towards getting to where I want to be mm. in Te Ao Māori. And yeah, I'm just, I haven't done any work on it. <laughs> I've been useless, but at the same time, I know that I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to understanding and knowing a bit more about my marae. Mm. I'm excited about it. Yeah, and I think like it's like because we're um, the Marae is the next co-papa for the next um, how long? Four weeks. Yeah, Still four, the, four, five weeks or term. And we sort of started it when we were doing our um, Whakapuaki. and it's such a like it's a, like an amazing opportunity, but also it is like oh like hard for a lot of us. Like you were saying, you've only been to Marae a few times. Some of us haven't even been to our Marae here at Takayota. I know um, I've only been to my Marae in Tetatukuro once. And like, you know, when, um, sorry, the week, like last term, we were all asked to go into our different lupu. So Waikato, go over here, Te go over here, you know, all these different groups and to draw our marae. And I was sitting at Te Taitokuro and then I didn't know what we we're doing. And then uh, Kaiko was like, okay, draw your marae. And then I was like, oh, and I freaked out because I, I didn't know what my marae in Te Taitokuro looked like or anything. So I like ran over to Waikato. <laughs> Because I know my marae in Waikato. Then I text my mum and I'm like, mum, we need to go back to our marae, you know, like, because, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, you know, like, first of all, in my mind, I'm like, why haven't I been to my marae in Tetas Shukuro? And I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, why, you know, like, why? You know, and so that's something else that you we have to unpack for many of us as well, is like, why we haven't been able to go back, what has stopped us. Mm. And now we have this opportunity to be able to um, maybe take back the years that have been lost from being there and, and reconnecting with our marae because the marae isn't just a building. It's a part of who we are. It's got a lot of history and, and all that. And that's what we're learning at the moment is the history of our marae, of history of our whakapapa that's encompassing us, all of us, and what we're doing here and helping us and now desire to, you know, have that, to get that Nako Māori and mm. 
Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, name the f- name all the buildings in your marae. I'm like, hey, hey, they've all got names. What? The Fadi Kai's got a name. The Urupa maybe's got a name. I don't know. I don't know. This is all stuff that I need to learn. But it's just even unpacking all of those things is is quite a big journey in itself, and it happens so fast. Mm. It's so fast. It's so fast. It'll be four weeks and it'll feel like two weeks and we'll be up talking about our marae. But what a great journey to be on, you know? Yeah, for sure. What a meaningful journey. How good would it feel if you're listening and you don't, you know, you haven't been back to your marae or you haven't, um, you don't know certain things like the, who's the tupuna or what's the history or, you know, what's it even called to be able to stand up confidently and say, oh, this is my marae. Yeah. These are the names know. of them. This is my tupuna. You know, all, all the history of the marae. How cool is that going to be to be able to be in that position? It's going to be really, um, really, I don't know, powerful for yeah. yourself to know who you Empowering. are. Kawaii. It's cool though, on the second week of the holidays, the first week of the holidays, I just fuck a tala, I just rested because I needed it. But um, the second week of the holidays, I went to see, one of, to see my auntie, who uh, is my dad's older sister and pretty much... When I look at her, I see my nana because my nana's um, oldest daughter that's still alive. A lot of my dad's siblings have passed away. And I spent maybe three days with her learning about the marae. She knew so much. And just to like bask in her knowledge, like this, this is supposed to be mahi kainga, right? It's supposed to be homework that we're doing. But when I was sitting with her and learning all of this, I was like, this isn't homework. Like this is like... This is a privilege. Like this is almost forcing us to go out there and to, um, and to just learn from our kamato, our kuia who are still here. To do the things that you've put off for so long. Yeah. Really. I mean, when you know, because before it'd be like, oh no, I don't have. I time. don't have time, or I've I don't know mahi, people, yeah. or oh, I don't know where my marae is. Yeah. All of that. Oh, there's no excuses because you've yeah. got to get up and talk about it. So exactly. you have to go. So all so so many of us have had to go back to Amara on the holidays or go back to Kauia or Komatua and just learn from them. And when asked, would you get the opportunity to do that, really? And, yeah, it's amazing. I learned so much. But not just that, but it really, like, like a peaking or, like, why do I like it really uplifted my spirit. And I was like, man, I need to come back here more, more than this, and not just for my hikainga, but for my own personal growth and oh, for my own wairua. I hear ahi kākui. I <laughs> What's that meaning? Yeah, ahika, the um, the people that keep the fires burning at the marae. Mm. Aye, is that you? Aye. <laughs> yeah. Ko Aye. Ko koe? Ah, mm, Um, so this, uh, from what we've learned so far, there's three sort of categories in in that space. So ahika, most people know ahika, and that's like ahi and ka and the fire ka. I don't call it ka. <laughs> but fire, keep the fires burning at the marae, at the, at the home, you know, the tūranga waiwai. Then there's ahi tere tere, which is people that go back to the marae kind of often, but they're always travelling back to their home. Maybe that's in Tāmaki or wherever that might be. So that's ahi tere tere, and they're kind of the ones that go back and forth. And then there's ahi matau, which is um, matau is kind of cold, cold water. And they're the people that haven't made those connections back to the marae, or they don't go back. And for me, for for my entire life, I've been ahimatao. So I'd never known that kupu. I'd never known that label description. And I was like, oh man, like that's me. Mm, I'm ahimatao. 
I. And there's a lot of us. Yeah. There's a lot of us that are ahi mātau. And it, just to even know that kupu and to know, oh, yeah. Because I've always known ahi kā, but I haven't known ahi mātau. So to learn that was quite a, wasn't a shock, but it was, it was, it made me reflect a little bit on my relationship with my marae and, you know, my whenua and stuff. So, And I mean, that's the reality for a lot of us, though, is that we can't physically always go back, but at least on this hiding, on this journey, we're learning more about what the, the significance of the marae is and having more of a relationship with it, right? And with the whenua and then being able to pass that on to our whanau, our tamariki. No, so it's all... Interwoven, it? Yeah. Yeah, it's all interwoven. It's all, the journey is the journey, and it's a good journey at that. Um, what else you got written down on your paper, Shiloh? <laughs> what paper? What paper? It's from my heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's about it, really. Well, I mean, like, maybe coming up, we, you know, like we were talked about, it, we've got Marae, we've got Anoho Marae coming up. Oh, I... End of May. Tino Gangster. May is a pretty busy month for me. I've got a lot going on with Mahi and things like that, but also... Yeah, with our whakapuaki, uh, our next one. So that's going to be a big, another big step for us. It's cool being back at Kura. We're on second day back here and we're recording the podcast. Um, like, it was a good break, but then you come back and like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Here it is. Here's the work. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was definitely a kick in the teeth for me because I took two weeks off from work and I just kind of, had a holiday, but also did this mahi on the side um, to, to interview these Māori businesses. But to come back yesterday, our first day back, get, you know, mahi, oh, do kura, then go back to mahi, finish off this video series, and after the video series, go back and do my radio show. I was like, man. Then come back today, do our podcast before kura, go do our full day at kura, go to mahi after that. It's like, shucks, we're back on. Mm, yeah, back on. And you forget how uh, a little bit like uh, – a draining it is like but in a good way because you feel like oh like it's a good draining but it's you know it's so great to be back and one thing that Essie and I talked about is being grateful oh, I was just gonna say that is that you know like we complain like well sorry I maybe complain a bit like saying oh I'm so tired or you know oh this is really hard or I can't do this but we've tried to change our perspective and say actually you know we are so grateful to be here um, because we know that there are so many that want to be in this position to take a year off and learn to do a Māori. And so it's just remembering that we are grateful and privileged to be here and very blessed. Paitofakaro. Mm. We'll leave it at that, eh? I think that's a great way to end it, just being grateful, being grateful to be here. And that's something that I got checked um, last week with when I was doing this business hiding. It's called Kopapa Companies, by the way. So we're going to try and um, interview as many Kopapa Companies as possible. Um, around Aotearoa, but, you know, I was kind of, a, I wasn't complaining, but I was a little bit sort of rangirua in two minds about things. And then one of my mates just said, oh, just remember that you're in a blessed position, you know, um, not just with the mahi and not just with what you do, but at kura as well. Mm. The fact that you get to learn your your native tongue and you get to go and be in that environment and be in an environment that you want to be in. Funny you said that because someone else said that to me too, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I've got like kura, and then I've got to do this like writers festival thing. Like I don't have time to do all of this." And they said the same thing. Like, well, it's such a blessing. Like you get to be at kura, and you get to you know do this mahi as well. And yeah, so I mean, it's just remembering that during the hard times. What during the hard times? 
being grateful. Yeah. Oh, you killed it. Remembering during the hard times. Oh, wait. Because, you know, you shift your mindset. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be here. Even when I want to cry, I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> Even when like, I'm struggling with the kupu, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful Wait to be here. Oh, well. Um, Namahi moto, uh, moto koutou, moto rātou. Rongo? Mm. Um, I tēnei rā. Um, mā te wā. Oh, yep. Okay, okay, so, so, yep. We've got to go to our karakia and waita now, but namahi te whanau. Thank you for listening. Uh, see you next time. See you next time. Mateo, kakite. Kakite.